question. Do you have daddy issues? And by that, I mean, do you have an up and down or non-existent relationship with your father? And also, have you ever dated a guy and then suddenly realized one day, oh my God, he's just like my dad? Well, today I'm going to talk about why this psychological phenomenon is creeping its way into your romantic relationships, plus three things that you can do about it from a therapist. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Welcome, welcome to officially the second episode of the Inner Child Podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Zhang, resident therapist, and I help you overcome people-pleasing and low self-worth for good. Today, we are talking about daddy issues, and that's sort of the pop culture name for it. We call this the father wound. The father wound is that deep longing inside all of us to make our fathers proud to feel unconditionally loved by our dad, and also to feel like we've pleased our father. This is an incredibly painful thing to talk about. Almost all my clients have gone through something called the three capital A's, which is abuse, absence, and addiction. And if you have any sort of relationship to any of these three things growing up, then yeah, you might have a father wound, aka daddy issues. And you know, like I said before, if this part of you is not healed and the inner child is still holding on to the pain of not having the father that you wanted, then you might choose to seek out partners growing up that remind you of your dad. Okay, statistic time. And this part is a little bit shocking. And I'm going to be talking about children who grow up in fatherless homes, which might include yourself. It's a well-known fact that kids who grow up in homes without their fathers have a much greater risk of major challenges in life than those who grew up with a father. And let me just say that this doesn't mean that having no father in the home, that it means that you're doomed. These are just general statistics, and there's actually a lot of factors involved, such as income, poverty, domestic violence, like there's so much that goes into these different outcomes. So according to the Annie E. Casey Foundation's website, in the United States, approximately 35% of children under 18 live in a single-parent home as of 2016. And in that same year, the U.S. Census Bureau reported that these types of families, which are only run by a mother, increased to 28%. 28%! That's almost one-third of the population. Now, when we look at troubled youths, 90% of all homeless and runaway youths come from fatherless homes. 90%. 85% of all children with behavioral disorders also grow up in a fatherless home. In fact, when you look at all the data, father deprivation is an even more reliable predictor of criminal activity than poverty, environment, or race. That is really shocking. (laughs) And it tells us so much. It tells us that as a society, 
We still have so much to do when it comes to gender roles, masculinity, and what it means to be a father, what it means to be a mother. Not only that, this tells us that a father's love is just as, if not more important than a mother's love in these situations, right? We cannot value one more than the other. And we definitely need to retire the stereotype that it's only the mother's job to take care of the kids. Clearly, this is not true. A good father brings so much to the relationships. And sometimes a father's role might be different from a mother's role. Let's think about it. When you think of the ideal father, or perhaps the father that you never had, what comes to mind for you? Is there a TV character? Was there a friend's father? Or just some kind of archetype that comes to mind? You know, a lot of kids, when they draw pictures of their dad, they draw him as the hero, a magician, the protector. And even if your father was present, you might still experience what we consider abandonment. Not physical abandonment in the sense, but just kind of that nagging feeling like your father wasn't quite all there. So something I hear all the time with a lot of my clients is that they feel very confused when they look back on their childhood. They look back and it seems like all the boxes are checked, like they have food on the table, their activities were always paid for, they always had clothes. And so on the surface, it looked like they had an all right childhood. But there is this sort of sad emptiness that overcomes them when they think about their relationship with their dad. And it's almost like, yeah, dad was always there. He worked nine to five, he came home. But I never really felt like I knew my dad. And I never really felt like my dad knew me. And I still don't feel that way. I hear this all the time. That's one example of an avoidant type of father who is emotionally void. And the other type is sort of an invalidating father. So a dad who always told you to toughen up, who didn't provide that nurturing aspect, or who criticized you or made you feel like you had to be a certain way in order to deserve his love and his affection. That is a different form of abandonment. But in all these cases, there remains a father role of those needs that weren't met. And there's grieving around not having that father relationship that you have always desired as a kid or feelings of disappointing or displeasing your father. Now, if you were lucky, you might have had a father figure step in at some point. So this might have been a teacher who was a man. This might have been a teacher or a neighbor, uh, maybe a relative or an older brother. But if you've got a father wound, you might have done some of these things also as a kid. You might have fantasized in your head about a imaginary family or an imaginary dad that did fulfill all these needs. You might have felt yourself become jealous of other people's families. So maybe you've been to a friend's house for a sleepover. You sort of gravitate towards their parents and notice what their parents are like. And you sort of feel a bit of jealousy or even attached to other people's parents. A very common one is you might have gravitated towards a father figure that you saw on TV, right? So maybe on the Disney Channel <laughs> or a Disney movie where you've seen that kind, caring, protective father and felt an emotional attachment to those characters. And when it comes to adulthood, 
you might find that you're attracted to people that actually kind of remind you of your dad. And I'm not talking about physical appearance. I'm talking about the way that they make you feel. You have no idea how many times I've heard this, right? I see these patterns in people's dating all the time, in clients, in friends. I mean, do you have a friend who always seems to date the same kind of guy over and over in different packages? And I'm going to give you one example. And that's if you had a father who wasn't present in your life, whether it was emotionally or physically or both, then you might feel attracted to men who have avoidant attachment styles, which means that these are the guys that either are already in a relationship, they openly tell you that they're not looking for anything serious, they have a history of commitment phobia, they're always busy, or something always happens where they keep you at arm's length and you never feel completely connected to them emotionally. And you're probably thinking, Gloria, why would I purposely want to choose people like this when really I just want love, right? We all want love. And of course, you're not doing this on purpose. This is all unconscious, just like how I talked about in the last episode around core wounds. It's because it's familiar, right? I think all of us on some level, we understand intellectually what a secure, healthy relationship should be look like. But when it comes to lived experience, if you did not grow up in that, then how are you supposed to know what to look for in a relationship? Right? If the only example of love you had was from your actual father, and that was, you know, your dad who didn't come to watch your plays at school, it was your dad who gave one-word answers when you tried to express yourself, it was a dad who just told you to stop crying when you were upset then that's the kind of love that's familiar to you, right? We are humans after all. We gravitate towards what's familiar for us. And we don't learn to read into those yellow flags or those red flags that tell us otherwise. And as I've said before, if your wound is very, very deep, if the inner child has sort of an obsession over, you know, wanting to feel complete and find that love in relationships, you might be unconsciously choosing the same people as a way to try to get a different outcome. So this was me, by the way. Okay. You know, I could go on forever about this. And when it comes to this stuff, this is like the good girl syndrome or the good boy syndrome, right? <laughs> Where you completely convince yourself that if you become the best girlfriend or the best boyfriend, that you're going to win over this person who is, you know, so avoidant, and then you alone, you're going to change them. <laughs> That's the inner child crying out. That's the inner child wanting and seeking that external validation that maybe this time I will be good enough. Maybe this time I will be a good girl and I will get that approval. And then I can finally prove to myself that I am worth it. Right? This might sound familiar. And of course, as you all know, healing cannot come this way. Because if we're consistently choosing the same people who are opening and reopening that same wound over and over again, it's very disempowering, right? And as you know, there is no good outcome that comes from it. In fact, that's not what relationships are even for. 
relationships are not a place for your partner to fill all of those needs that you didn't get as a kid, as much as you desire that. And believe me, I can really empathize with you on this, but that is not your partner's responsibility to literally become the father that you never had. But you can become the father you never had. (laughs) And your partner can be a loving person and give you love that you never got before. However, that doesn't mean that he's not going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean that he's not going to have his own inner child wounds that you have to also work with him on. That doesn't mean that he's always going to interpret what you said correctly, right? That doesn't mean that he can be like a parent and just drop whatever he's doing to go attend to your needs. I hope you get the point I'm trying to make here is that your partner can become the loving person that you never had, but he cannot become the father that you never had. And so I invite you to get very honest about the kinds of attraction that you feel towards men and why. So going back to my example, the person who is attracted to guys who are sort of aloof and non-committal, I would really question and, and ask yourself, what are you feeling exactly when you see this person? Is it attraction or is it a deep attachment And people like this, including myself, like I used to be, you might find yourself actually kind of turned off by men who are very healthy and emotionally open. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I felt the exact same way before. When I saw a guy who was nice and friendly and seemed very open, I was running the other way. It's just bizarre because... That's actually what you need, right? Like we're all looking for love. And then when you actually get it, so many things come up, you know, oh, he's too clingy. Oh, I don't deserve this love. Oh, there's something suspicious about this. All sorts of defense mechanisms come up for you, right? And that's what you have to realize is that if you're feeling resistance or you're feeling disgust or you're feeling turned off by secure and open and very you know emotionally healthy people, that that is a defense mechanism. It's a part of you that's actually trying to protect you from getting in a real intimate relationship, right? Because something about that closeness is so foreign to you. And if you are truly open and committed to somebody, then that's really going to hurt when it ends, right? And so we find ourselves running towards these non-committal guys because guess what? Deep down, we know that it's not going to work out. And so it provides two things. It gives us a rational reason why it's not our fault. (laughs) And it prevents us from actually getting truly committed to someone in the first place. So again, think about that attraction. Is it purely sexual? Is it a physical kind of overwhelming attraction that you feel? If you start to feel on the first date that, oh my gosh, this person is my soulmate. There's a huge spark, like so much chemistry. That kind of chemistry, that familiar chemistry, that is something to be very careful of, right? Because it's built on intense emotion and anxiety instead of true intimacy. And true intimacy, to be honest, is kind of boring, (laughs) right? It's not the enormous fireworks and sparks all the time. 
and you're probably not used to it either. I will also talk about the mother wound in a separate episode, but today we're just focusing on the father, aka daddy issues, because this is one I hear more often about. So in my last year of university, I actually had a very, very nice boyfriend. We volunteered together and I completely sabotaged that relationship because in my mind, he was just so nice. I had never dated a good guy like him before. That was my first one. And so you can imagine how that made me feel, right? I actually had suspicion towards his niceness and I would actually feel enraged whenever he treated me well, whenever he showered me with compliments. I found it suspicious. And this went on for about a year. And I still had all these narratives in my head about what men were, what my father was. And I would take it out on this guy, this poor guy. And the reason I'm telling you this is just to show you that I'm very familiar with how these wounds play out and how this really works its way into its relationships. Not only was I not loving myself, but I was just projecting all of my crap onto my poor boyfriend at the time. That was almost a decade ago. Why am I sharing this with you? Um, because I know what it's like. <laughs> and I really do get how intense it feels to have those old feelings rise up in your romantic relationship. And you're thinking, what the heck does this have to do with my father? Well, it 100% has to do with your father. The very basis of inner child work is that your parents are literally the first experiences that you have with people in your entire life. So your relationship with your mother sets the tone of what you think about women. With your father, it's what you think about men. After all, he's the first one. And so this is a great segue into the takeaways from today, the call to action. Because again, this doesn't have to be your destiny. You can choose to heal. You can learn to rewrite those narratives that you have about your father, about men, and learn to show up differently in your relationships and also learn how to feel attracted to people that are actually going to be good for you. So the first step is to figure out what your father narrative is. What is it that you believe about fathers? What do you believe about men in general? And don't just tell me the socially appropriate way of how to think about it. I want to know about how you deeply actually believe about these things. And there is no judgment because this is what you grew up with, right? But it only matters that you get really honest with yourself on the script and the story that you are replaying in your life. Do you have a belief that fathers will always leave? Does this belief somehow trickle into men and now you believe that all men will leave you? Do you believe that fathers won't understand or that men cannot understand your feelings? Do you believe that men will always hurt you? Right. So this is a great place to start. And if you need more resources, feel free to check out my Instagram at by Gloria Zhang. That's B-Y Gloria Zhang. I post tons of tips on there all the time. And I have some posts about how to rewrite these narratives. Because the next step is to start writing your own narratives around this. Questioning these beliefs that you have. Is it true that all men will walk away? All men are going to hurt you. Is it true that all men are going to abandon you? How can you rewrite this in a way that will serve you better and serve your future relationships better? For example, you can say to yourself by validating, yes, I was hurt by my father growing up, and yes, 
I did feel abandoned by my father, but there are also plenty of good men out there in the world, and I can be with these men. It's possible for me to be open and loving with a wonderful man, and the man that I choose in the future does not have to be just like my dad. I can learn to be attracted to other types of people. I deserve someone who will stay with me, and I deserve someone who's going to respect me and treat me well. Number two is to become your own inner father. I know it sounds kind of weird, <laughs> but just like we have the inner child, we also have our inner father. And if you're interested in this stuff, I would recommend looking into something called internal family systems theory. It's this idea that in our consciousness, we hold different parts and we internalize concepts in the real world and bring that into our inner world. Just like how your inner child is part of you, you also have a concept inside your mind of what a father is. And so in a way, you do have an inner father. And that's actually you. <laughs> and so you have to learn to speak kindly to yourself in your own internal voice to nurture your inner child with that brand new narrative, such as saying to yourself, I will always be here to take care of you. I will always be here for you. There are men out there that will love you and you can trust that I will always love you. This is about reparenting and becoming your own parent and learning to speak to yourself the way that you wish you were spoken to growing up. So if your father was always very short with you, very critical, then you might have learned to do that to yourself. And we've got to unlearn that way of self-talk. So instead, speak to yourself with compassion. Speak to yourself with kindness. Number three, of course, is working with a therapist or an inner child coach to learn how to choose safety in men. I'd be very careful about what you identify with. Because if you're constantly saying to yourself, I'm turned off, I'm not someone who's into nice guys, I'm someone who likes bad boys, or I'm someone who likes guys who are hard to get, then you're actually starting to identify with that, right? Part of your personal identity is getting wrapped into this. The thing is that types can change all the time. I mean, in this case, it's not really a type because there's an emotional connection to feeling safe in that relationship. So it's not that kind men aren't your type per se. It's that being in safety with a man is so unfamiliar to you that you're writing it off like it's a type thing, right? But again, this is actually about safety. So in addition to working with a professional on this, what you can do is get acquainted even in the celebrity world or in TV shows, getting acquainted and looking towards fatherly characters or men characters who embody these characteristics of kindness, of nurturing, of compassion, of safety, and being open-minded to experiencing what that might be like. And eventually you want to get to a place where you start becoming very intentional of who you choose to date. You can feel whatever you feel towards different people, but getting intentional with being open-minded to meeting different kinds of people and to be very, very wary when you start to feel that familiar, intensive feeling, because if it's an old feeling, then it's coming from your past, right? If it feels like it's getting really familiar, 
like you felt this way before, then it's a sign that you're starting to replay a narrative and you want to practice getting out of that. So that sums up the call to action for working on your father wounds. I hope that was helpful, everyone. You know what? I'm just so excited getting this podcast off the ground. <laughs> I've got this amazing editor, Karina. She's listening. <laughs> and I have so many amazing topics lined up for you all. We'll be covering things like trauma bond, something called revenge bedtime procrastination for people who can't seem to go to bed early. We'll be talking about being a social chameleon or feeling like you're always changing your personality to fit the people around you. We'll be talking about icky feelings, like uncomfortable, cringy feelings that we have towards self-love or body positivity. If you grew up with immigrant families or low-income families, we'll be talking about that as well. And so, so many things about inner child work. But you know what? This is not just about me because this podcast I made for you. So if you have any comments or questions or ideas on topics that you'd like to hear next time, please reach out and let me know. I'm most active on Instagram, so you can follow me at ByGloriaZang. I post tips and tricks almost every single day and feel free to leave a comment or send me a message letting me know what you want to hear next. But also, if there are any podcast guests that you recommend that you think would be very interesting to hear on the show, I am completely open to that. I have a few people in mind, so I'm really, really excited to bring that for you all. So to sum up the father wound, it comes from the three capital A's. Abuse, absence, addiction. And that if you want to work on that father wound, get really honest with what narrative you're playing in your head about fathers, about men. Become your own inner father, nurture your inner child, and start working with someone that will help you learn to choose safety and to feel safe in relationships. Your past does not have to be your present or even your future. And there are so many tools, just like inner child work, at your disposal, available to you that you can use to heal from your past and to move forward in the future. It's possible. It is absolutely 100% possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited for next week's episode as well. It's very, very interesting. And I hope to see you there. Mwah. See you soon. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.